Well, the summer 2021 has a big question happening. Should you offer over list price and how much, when and why? Now, list price, that's the price for sale. It's a simple concept, right? Seller says, pay me X amount of dollars and you can buy my house, right? Nope. Buckle up, gang, because nothing in real estate makes sense. What up? What's poppin'? What is good? How you doing? Ooh, cringy, right out of the gate. Hey, this is the How to Buy a Home Podcast, and I'm David Sedona, your host. If this is your first time in, welcome in. Glad to have you here. And if you're a regular, you might notice a slight change in your usually optimistic host. You know, the one who loves to provide inspirational, quality information to help take the mystery out of the home buying process. You might notice today I might sound more like a dude dropping some cynical truth bombs. But you know me, there's a reason behind it. Listen to all of it with an open mind, knowing I'm always here to help. But I preface it that way because this information is illogical. But knowing the insanity will help make this daunting task uncomplicated, understandable, and unconfusing. Not a word. Today, I'm here to tell you that when it comes to list price, there's no logic to it. And I wish I could, but I just can't take the mystery out of it. I can only give you the pointers on why it doesn't make sense. And that is an oxymoron in itself. Let me explain why things don't make sense and explain the sense of it not making sense. Look, it doesn't make sense, period. Just deal with it. I've come to accept it, regrettably. And now you can too. And you know what? You'll be as smart as a realtor. Probably smarter than a lot of the ones that I work with. No matter what the market is doing up or down, sellers and realtors... A lot of times they just don't have any logic, no rationale, no reason when it comes to setting that list price. And don't believe the stories from your friends and family. You can't get your uncle or your cousin or your really smart financial friend. You can't get their tips on a deal because every single deal in housing is different. You can't expect logic because some sellers suck and they demand a price that is just too high and it makes no sense. And some realtors suck because they list homes too high or too low just to try to get some kind of deal. And sometimes you learn that when you're buying a home, especially buying your first home, there are suckable parts to it that you never expected. But have no fear, I'm here to take away as much suckiness as I can. This is some real truth and spoiler alert, you guessed it, some of it does suck. Because when it comes to list price, you might get a deal, but you're probably not going to get it in the traditional way, the way that you're used to. So it's going to take some different thinking to figure out how to get it done. It's not like a price tag in a store or a price you see posted on the internet. It's not even like a car lot, even though a lot of people try to tell you it is. Take everything that you know about buying things, about shopping, about negotiating, bartering, or getting a deal and throw that all out the window. And if you're one of those anal people who scours the internet until you get the absolute best deal and you always get all the coupon codes and you always get the best deal, your head's going to explode. Speaking of heads, you might want to plant this in yours right now and just let it live there for the whole buying process. List prices don't matter. Period. Never. Ever. Especially now. I'm recording this in the summer of 2021 in this insane market. List prices really don't matter now. But here's the catch. The reason they really don't matter now is because they don't matter in regular markets. And I'll explain why as we move forward. In no market, up, down, or stable, do list prices matter. There is no formula for reals. 
lots of reasons for it. I'm going to explain the whole thing in detail, but let's get right to it and start with why they don't matter in this market right now. This is 2021 summer. Either you're trying to buy right now or you're ready to buy and you've heard all the horror stories. And I've heard many of you ask, so how much over list price do I need to offer to get the home? Well, I don't know. And I live for this data. I'm a dork. I love all this info. And I don't know. And anyone who tells you they know, unless they're your realtor that's been working with you the whole time, they don't know. No one else's deal is like yours. Here's the reasons why list prices, it's tough to figure out exactly where you should offer. And this is why. Number one, list prices don't matter. You got that? Cool. Number two, today in the summer of 2021, bidding wars are the best ways to get the buyers to fight for a home and pay max dollars. And that's what the realtor is trying to do for the seller. The reason for that is because the inventory is so low. So pricing a home incorrectly below market value is very much a tactic that realtors and sellers use. Now, number three, many realtors list way below list price as a tactic. And I know that I said that was number two, but there's other reasons behind it because often they're going to list that home way below the last comparable sale, which is the obvious market value. And the really dumb thing about that is they list below the home that sold a month ago, and this is a market that's going up. So illogical. Doesn't make any sense. Unfortunately, get used to it. I'm telling you this to help your sanity. I want to help you beat the system. Now, it makes no sense. They do it all the time. And one of the reasons they do it is because they expect, they anticipate to get that bidding war, to get offers 10, 20, or $50,000 over the list price, sometimes even a hundred grand over the list price. Some of you might've experienced this when you're trying to get a home. You see one that pops up on the internet on Wednesday or Thursday, and it says no showings until Saturday. And then they're going to open house for a couple hours on Saturday, a couple hours on Sunday. Their goal by listing this price, putting that list price wrong and low is to get offers just in those few hours on Saturday and Sunday and look at all those offers Sunday night. This is happening a lot. This is because of the crazy low supply right now and the bonkers demand. I mean, buyers are out there thirsty to suck up every single home as soon as it hits the market. Yeah, I said thirsty and I know what you're thinking. Now, another reason realtors love to use this under listing price tactic is because many realtors, I've told you this before, but they think that you buyers are sheep. And they still believe that, especially the first-time buyers, they're going to come to their low-priced home open house and eventually work with them, which will get them another sale. Of course, it'll probably be on another house at the price that they actually listed their home where the buyers can actually afford it. The realtors, edit please, remember, most of the realtors out there, they want to help the seller first. And by doing that, they think that you buyers are just going to show up to the listings. They're dinosaurs. They still believe buyers are lemmings who are going to wander into their open house uneducated because they saw that enticing list price. And then they can bestow their magical real estate insights to you. They don't want to help you first-time buyers plan ahead of time. They want a buyer who walks into their house ready to go and just gives them the cash right there. Boom, easy deal. And because of that, they don't even try to market to you guys. Google it. I'm not kidding. Google first-time home buyer right now. Tell me how many realtors you see. You're going to see tons of banks, some government programs, and a lot of loan information, but no realtors. It's not what they work for. I'm sorry to say that you, as a first-time homebuyer, are not what most realtors work for. 
But we do have some solutions to that. Get to that later. Let's talk about list price. So because of that, because they think you're going to come in, they list the price wherever it suits the seller and them. Logic be damned. Okay, little insider side note here. Here's a fact. Do you want to know how they train new realtors? This is the formula. Okay, someone says, I want to be a realtor. They say, great, go get your license. Now, you work with first-time buyers for a year or two or three until you figure out how all this real estate stuff works. Yeah, (laughs) that's the truth. Sucks if you're one of those first-time buyers. And then after two or three years, when you finish all this out, good for you, new agent. You never have to deal with first-time buyers again. Now you can become a listing agent. So now you get listings. And if the market's really hot like it is right now, here's a trick. List it for super low. Then hold open houses, get tons of buyers to walk in. And then you get new buyers because they didn't have a clue they couldn't afford that house. Then you get two deals in one. You can either make that buyer way overpay to buy the listing that you're on or take them out to other houses they can actually afford since your list price was way off. And you can do that same thing with two, three, four, five buyers that all walk into your open house. That open house that none of them can actually afford. And new realtor, now you're three years in. Now the goal after that is you get a team so you don't even have to work with the buyers that walk in. You talk to them for a little bit, give them your magical insights, and then you pass them off to one of your team members who's just like you were three years ago. You know, a bartender four days a week just got their license and doesn't know anything about it. And the cycle continues. And list prices act as bait. And you as the first timers get royally screwed trying to figure out what you have to pay to actually get your offer accepted on that illogical list price that does not align with the market value. So let's figure it out. Do yourself a favor. Learn the game. Now, the first rule of the game is there are no rules. Here's some general thoughts to keep in mind so you can be a more educated buyer and figure out how to beat an incorrect list price. First, stop listening to people that say your homes are going for X amount of dollars over list price. I wish there was, but there's just no math. There's no formula. And that's because every list price is different on every home in terms of how it matches up with actual market value. That list price is a made up number. You know, think math. It's tied to nothing. It's not a constant, not even a variable you can quantify. So no equation, it can be calculated uniformly or in like terms or equally. Bam, how about that? Miss Haas from Algebra 2, math terms from David Sidoni. Yeah, the only way that you can judge how much to pay over a list price is if the list price was always listed at fair market value. And sad to tell you, as you figured out, it rarely is. And that's especially true in a seller's market like this one. But now you know, you don't have to beat your head against the wall or against the aluminum siding or the wainscoting that you love so much. Yes, knowing means that you have the upper hand. So don't be bummed out with these facts. Be stoked that you know the truth and you can work them all in your favor. Remember number three, realtors sometimes suck and they're going to list the home very low to get lots of buyers so they have a larger buyer pool to choose from. And that helps them and their seller. So you need to come in knowing market value and forgetting about their list price. Now, here's another insider. It serves another purpose for the realtor as well. Lots of buyers coming in real quickly at the beginning because it's listed at that enticing, incorrect low price. That means they can guarantee a quick and quality buyer because they're going to get a bunch of people in. And that means the more people they have in, they can choose the best of the bunch. That's crucial to lazy realtors who don't like conflict 
Because if you have a home on the market for too long, the seller starts to get antsy. You know, so if you've got the home on the market, you know, for a couple of weeks or God forbid a month in this crazy hot fast market, the realtor, the last thing they want to do is deal with the seller saying, why hasn't my home sold? So it doesn't make any sense, but they'd rather put that home on the market, show it for a few times on the weekend. And because the price is so low, get 75 showings and 50 offers. Now, for some of the realtors, it's a real strategy. So you can beat it. If you and your realtor understand the process, you can come in at strong market value and understand and know that that price is ridiculous and you're going to come in higher because this is a strategy that some people do use. And the reason for that is if a realtor decides to list a home at the market price, so if the realtor lists it at the market price, they might get five, six, 10 offers. But if they list it at a low, low price, they get 37 buyers coming in and 37 offers. Now, they're betting that some of those 37 people that came in, that this isn't their first rodeo. They know that maybe they put offers in on three, four, five, seven different houses. And the buyers are watching the prices go up and up and up as they put a new offer in every single weekend. So if they can produce multiple offers to those buyers, they can tell them, hey, we know you're frustrated and you're competing against 36 other people. Yeah, 37 total this weekend. I'm sorry. Well, now they're going to get that frustrated buyer who's not just in a bidding war, they're in a frenzied bidding war. They're going to get them to go higher than they would have, maybe even paying a little extra above the appraised value or maybe waiving the appraisal completely. So sometimes it's because they're lazy, but sometimes it's because the realtors do this as a strategy. Their goal is to help the seller first. So the realtors, if they don't have the home listed where it should have been, you know, market value, well, that's where it confuses everybody. But if you know that they're doing it to try to get that frenzy going, then you understand the game. So don't hate the player. Don't even hate the game. The listing realtors being paid by the seller to max their dollars. And some of them, this is the way they do it. So how do you understand the game? Okay, first, you take that little piece of knowledge for you in 2021. Now, this is the biggest part of the game. It's the mental aspect. I'll get into the details of what you need to do. But first, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You got to believe in the numbers. You have to believe in the numbers of owning versus renting. This can't be a whim for you. It can't be, I'm only buying a house if I can score a killer lowball deal. Well, if you're buying it now in 2021, <laughs> that's not going to happen. You got to want this and you got to know you're not going to have a super sexy story that you can brag about. You don't get to go, dude, houses are going for 400 on that street. And me and my bitching realtor, we got a sweet home for 375. It's not going to happen in this market. So you got to believe it's Ted Lasso, baby. Ted Lasso. He is my hero. Doesn't always look like a winner to the press of the masses, but he coaches with a proven track record with passion and integrity. And in the end, his players are better in the long run. So you got to believe in the numbers. Believe Ted Lasso style. You do that and then all the fear and the negative Nancys and all the bitching, you know, the people that bitch just to bitch and come at you and go, nah, 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 nah. if you believe in the numbers, that confidence, then you know you can move forward and fight this fight. The numbers are there and they're real. I can prove it to you. Just take a look at my numbers in the 20s, in my 20s. No, I wasn't 20 in the 20s. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Yeah, I blew it. So then I 
figured out what I want to do with the rest of my life, got into real estate, and I've been helping other people not make the same mistake that I made. And they are financially way better off. Even if it wasn't the super sexiest deal at the time, it was a good deal, sometimes a great deal. And they're better off because renting, it was not going to be financially beneficial for them in the long run. So you, you got to believe. You got to believe in episode 40 and the timing of buying a new home versus waiting. You have to believe in the numbers. You got to believe in all the success stories that you've heard from other real buyers on this podcast. You got to believe that a home is a great leverage against inflation. You know, when that coming recession, a home is a great leverage against that because you have to know and you have to comprehend and believe in the numbers, the boring numbers. You got to stop wanting a cute top five list from the internet to give you your confidence and your validation as you get ready to go to battle. You got to listen and re-listen to the numbers until you believe in yourself. You got to believe and grasp the numbers in episode 36 about timing your lease or episode 43 on focusing on price or monthly down payments. Episode 44 on how much you should put as a down payment. Now, there's not an always do this rule for everybody. That's my belief. A lot of people have an always rule on how much you should put down. Now, why am I talking about this when we're talking about list price? Because that can change what you can offer on a home. You know, you need to figure out your individual magic numbers before you dare go out and look at any houses. I just texted today with my girl, Madison. She's the most incredible saver I've ever seen. She's super young, like 23 years old. That's what she says. I don't, she looks 19. I was afraid to buy her booze as a congratulations when she finally got her house. Now, she's a first time home buyer. And she's this incredible saver, and she put 5% down and closed on her first home on April 19th. She could have put more, could have done all kinds of things, but that was her choice. Now, here's her cool story and how the list price and understanding the game worked for her. She was looking with me, and we got beat out once, and she instantly decided she did not like that. Madison is not one to lose in financial situations. So she said, all right that's going to change my strategy. Well, another home came on the market and it was listed at 475. It came on the market midweek. Now here in Southern California, a two bedroom condo goes for 475. I know if you're someplace else, you fainted. And if you're in, I don't know, San Francisco or New York or Seattle, you're going, I would take that in a heartbeat. Again, this was listed midweek, not the usual first showings on Saturday to get a bidding war. That made me curious. So we decided to jump on it. We got there 10 in the morning because it just hit in the middle of the night. Now, the realtor met us there to let us in, and that's when we saw her opening. She started talking about the crazy market and the multiple offers and how she didn't want to bother with all that work and the unqualified buyers and the counter offers and the bidding and, oh, gavoy, gavetch, gavet. So Madison and I exchanged a really sly, holy look at each other, realizing this was our shot. See, this was March and the bidding wars were starting to kick in high gear. And we knew that the market value on this was about 475. So we thought that they'd have a bunch of buyers come in and counter this thing up to like $500,000. So I said to the realtor, yeah, boy, I know it's terrible out there. Well, I know you just got started and Madison's well qualified and she likes this place. And, you know, we don't want to mess around with all that extra work and all that bidding stuff. So what if we just gave you your seller full price right now? I know Madison probably wants to come in lower because it's the first day, but we'll give you first price right now and your seller and you don't have to deal with all that hassle. Bam. 
Yes. Ba-ba-ba-bam. Done deal. Home under contract, under market value. But wait, there's more. See, the agent had to find the seller a place to live. And you know that her going out there and looking at all those other homes, having to deal with bidding wars, you know she wasn't going to like that. So that means the seller of the home needed a rent back of the property. So we would close in 30 days. Madison owns the place at 475, which as of the day we bought it was right at market value and probably could have gone for more. Well, now we got 30 days. Plus, we're going to be getting a whole bunch of days of rent back and we're locked into that 475 price while the market goes up. So Madison's a landlord. The seller rents back to her. It's a little bit less than Madison's new payment, but Madison's locked into a condo that's going up fifteen dollars or $20,000 while the market prices go up the entire time the seller's renting back. So even though she had to pay a little bit of the mortgage, it was just a touch. Ten weeks later, by the time that she moved in, her property had gone up 5%. 5%! That's higher than the average 12 months worth of appreciation. I'm so excited I cannot even speak. So two big takeaways from that one. Number one, list price is $475. We got there first thing in the morning. Should we have lowballed to try to save money? No, she was not leaving money on the table. You know, we didn't get out negotiated right there. Ah, oh, we could have got it for a little lower. We knew that if we get everybody what they wanted, that this could be a win for us on the back end. She looked in my eyes when I was talking to that agent and she gave me the green light, was like, do it. We offered full price. The realtor was happy. The seller was happy. Everybody got what they want. And Madison knows that we negotiated her a killer deal working on that list price. So sometimes you can pay full list price and still have a super sexy net deal. It doesn't sound as sexy as I paid 20000 under list price, but the net, she's going up 5% at locked into that price. Unbelievable. The next big takeaway is about your down payment. The reason we talk about this is because your down payment can affect how much you can put into over and above to get that sexy net deal. You know, still give them their list price, but you can work if you have a little bit of extra cash on some of the other things that happen when you're under contract. So if you put all your money down on the down payment and the closing costs and don't have any little extra, which is fine. If you need to do that, go for it. But if you have options, think about them. Because she was texting me today. The reason she texted me this morning was Dave Ramsey, her guru, he had tweeted or posted something. And she loves Dave. Dave is actually the one, Dave Ramsey, big financial guru, is the one that helped her get in the shape that she is at such a young age, which is so commendable. You know, she's so young. Like if I saw her on the street, I would think she's not old enough to babysit my kids. And she's got a better financial spreadsheet than most of the people my age. Love you, Madison. So Dave Ramsey is a big proponent of big fat down payments. 20 or 25% or more and eliminating your mortgage as soon as you can. Now, his whole thing is he hates debt and he looks at mortgages as big debt and he wants to get rid of it. And God bless him. That's a great philosophy for many Americans. If a lot of Americans adopted that, we'd be way better off. Our country's debt numbers are stupid. Madison, like all smart and critical thinkers, she heard this from her guru, but she didn't let her emotions sway her power of thought. She loved Dave and she loved what he helped her do, but she looked at the numbers and she started to question things. And so we discussed it. So I, of course, copy and pasted my thoughts straight from episode 44 
for her and her situation. I know it was going against her guru's guiding principles on, but it was just on this one issue with her whole financial picture. She knew the numbers and she just needed a reminder. And at the time that we bought it, she believed and she didn't let the game intimidate her. But now a few months later, she saw that again and went, oh, am I doing this wrong? No. Now it's time to get back and believe. She's dominating the game because she knows the main rule. She knows the number and the overall number of owning a home versus renting. That's going to tell you how much you need to put down. That's going to tell you how much you want to pay for a house. If you want to pay a little bit over market value. Notice I didn't say how much over list price to offer because list prices don't matter over market value. You got to pay what works best for you according to the actual market value of the home. You got to work the system to figure out what works best for you today and tomorrow. Believe. Okay, that was an intense Ted Lasso tangent. Believe, baby. The numbers, they don't own you and they won't scare you. And you won't freak out when you see the illogical way people are listing their homes. So embrace the numbers. After you believe, you continue to move on knowing that the rules are there ain't no rules. You never look at list prices again to obtain information on market value. You don't do it. And you don't do it in any market. Here's the trick. Only look at sold numbers. There's any advice I can give you. Never look at list prices again. Only look at sold. List prices are fabrication often a bizarre combination of a seller who is clueless, unrealistic, and stubborn or delusional. Combine that with a realtor who's lazy, shady, greedy, or just not super bright. The only fact that you have, the data that you can find, which you can now on multiple different websites, is sold prices. It's tangible. It's out there. It's a true market value bearing what buyers are willing to pay. Now, you can't go back two or three years, but you can find out what buyers will pay for an asset at this time in this market. That's what the market value is, not what homes are being sold for. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer, learn to use those apps, look at the sold prices, and understand what homes are selling for. Ignore all the list prices, okay? You're going to determine market value by looking at the homes that are comparable to the ones that you're thinking about writing offers on. Same bedroom, same bath, same square footage, And if one is really different than the other recent solds, then it's time to do your research. Look on Google Satellite. Is there something weird with the location? Does it back to a sewage dump? Is it on a busy street? Are there power lines? Does it have a teeny tiny yard in comparison? You know, you got to look at all that stuff. And then if the market is really hot like it is right now in the summer of 2021, you got to look at those solds just like in the past 30 days first, because the ones 60, 90 days ago, they might have gone up since then. Now, if there's none in 30 days, great. Then you got to go back 60 and then back 90. And that's what you do to help figure out the market value. And if you've done all that and you're really digging deep, but you still don't really understand and doesn't feel comfortable for you, then maybe it's time for you to stop doing this all yourself and get a team that's actually going to work with you. Get yourself a trusted bad to the bone unicorn realtor who knows this stuff inside and out. I guarantee you they don't give a squat about list prices. Unicorn agents, good agents, they know market value. They know the price the home should sell for. And maybe even sometimes I talk with my buyers about, well, it should sell for this, but I know that we saw 58 people at the open house the other day, so it's probably going to go 10 or 20 over. And then we discuss if that works for them. And then they figure out, do they believe that the future appreciation 
and getting the home at this price is better than trying to go right at the market value and maybe getting beaten out. A good unicorn can give you that number despite all the list price shenanigans. And you can discuss if that home's going to sell over and together you will decide if this is a smart move for you. It Sometimes it is. Like I said, sometimes my buyers do decide to pay over market value. And when you're educated working with a great team, you, your unicorn lender, unicorn agent, you're not even going to talk about list prices anymore. And in this market, 2021, there are some cities going up 3% in 30 days. 3%. That's almost what the average annual percent is. So if you're putting in four or five offers before you get one accepted, and now you understand this, and you're in a bidding war, you are probably going to be one of those people that goes ahead and pays a little bit over the market value, and it could still be a good deal for you. Well, me and my unicorn, we figured it out, the market value, and now we see a home that is $300,000, but we figured out the market value is three fifty. dollars so we offer 350 and we get it, right? I don't know. It depends. Is the seller psycho? Is the realtor totally lazy? You never know. But I can give you this kind of general formula on that one. If the market value is 350 and they've listed a home at 300, someone knows something. They know that they're way underpriced. So some of the other buyers have listened to this podcast or have a unicorn realtor themselves. So if you just offer 350 and think I offered market value, that's what David said. Maybe you need to offer 360 or 365, or as I said in some of my other offers or other podcasts about offers, maybe offer 362, thinking that everyone else is going to offer 360, and that little two could be the thing that puts you over the top. It's crazy. In 2021, list prices don't matter. And if you pay over list price, how much? It's all relative based on market value. So the principles for 2021, ignore the list price, focus on the market value price, Determine what the right math is for you. Believe in the numbers and be ready to pay over market value price because if that's the right financial decision for you and your family and you believe that homes are going to keep going up at least for a little while longer until there are no multiple offers happening on homes, then you'll believe and you know the math is right. Okay, some more general notes on list prices in general. 2021 has a lot of those extra rules, but here's something if you're listening to this in the future or just for you to understand how list prices work. This is a quick little side note. This is not a normal buying process. And so what you're doing is you're buying a in a not normal market. So you're getting double the bang. Because buying a home in a regular market is not a normal buying process that you've ever experienced in your life. It's not Target where you know how the price works. It's not the internet. It's not like buying a car. Like I said, even a lot of people think so. You know, people go, oh, the car, but they have a real number. Well, that's different. There's a dealer. They're selling multiple units. They have a whole different formula. This is not normal and not like anything you've ever done before. Being a buyer sometimes sucks because so much is out of your control and nobody wants to say that and nobody does. And why are you just hearing it from me right now? Because this is my mission. Because anybody out there that talks to you about buying a home, they don't like to tell you all this stuff because they want you to be their client and they want to close a deal with you so they don't want to rock the boat and scare you away. I mean, you know, what buyer out there is going to run in and work with someone who tells them the deck is rigged and this is going to be hard and it's going to suck, right? I mean, the lenders and the realtors aren't out there using marketing trying to capture you as clients with scary words. You know, they don't want to tell you, hey, all those HGTV dreams you're having, they're just that, total dreams. 
So that's why I'm here, starting the podcast. It's a truth bomb to get you the facts, show you the rules, help you beat the game. Because, gang, the deck is stacked against you. So get the truth, get empowered, and get your game. Yeah, don't win the game. Win your game. Know your numbers and believe. Now, if you guys out there in the future are listening to this in your flying cars, and I'm assuming everyone wears one-piece rompers, right? Well, you don't have to deal with the 2021 cray-cray. But if the market comes back to normal, or if it even drops, list prices still don't matter because many sellers and realtors suck in every type of market. So here's how list prices work. The same principles apply. Nothing's logical. You have no clue what's going to happen. So just bear with me. It's the miserable reality of buying a home. Nothing's uniform and there's no secret equation. And there for sure are no formulas when it comes to counter offers or offers or negotiations in a deal. I wish there were coupon codes or honey price drop alerts, you know, but this is different. List prices is one person setting their own market for that one item with no company attached. So there's no rules. It's one person selling one thing one time. So they don't care about a good review or a customer loyalty or, you know, the mushy feel good feelings during the transaction. They sometimes don't even care about what's fair or right or reasonable or just. This is one person selling one thing once. And whatever anyone tells you about their experience in negotiating a list price or the right way to make an offer, just punch them in the face. Okay. Okay. Maybe just ignore them and do your research. Now, I told you guys before, if you're thinking, you know, David, I'm no sucker. I research everything, man. I get it. You're practical and you always get the best deals and you never overpay. And I totally believe you. That's awesome for you. And the sooner that you grasp the rules of this game and you believe in the overall numbers, the quicker you're going to grasp how you do that and win in this game. You know, I currently have several buyers right now that I've had coffee meetings with. That's how long I've been working with them. Coffee meetings when people met in person, you know, emails, phone calls, Zooms. Back when I started the podcast in 2019, people who probably could have bought with me back then, they were approved with good money and they're paying rent. I actually went back and looked at them, the buyers who've been talking to me since we started, but haven't made a purchase because they're too busy analyzing and waiting and trying to figure things out. They have an average of $39,000 a year in rent they've paid. And the homes that we first started talking about, they've gone up an average of $240,000 in equity. So when they're done researching and they finally believe, I hope that when they do their believing that they don't figure out that math because that would bum them out. No matter the market, list prices are not a sticker price. The seller doesn't care about your formula. So delete your spreadsheets on price per square foot because that seller might not care even if you come in with the right market value offer in, let's say, a flat market. In any market, if you want to stay sane when you're looking at list prices, keep that in the forefront. Most of these prices have little to do with the actual value of the home. It's emotion, it's gamesmanship, or it's a realtor strategy because they use the strategies in all kinds of markets, not just the ones that we talked about earlier. Or maybe the seller's just cray-cray. Well, I know some of your practical, pragmatic people, you're thinking, why? Doesn't the seller want to sell the home at the best price to a good buyer? I mean, isn't that the reason you put a home on the market? No, not always. And it sucks. Oh, so now you're going, but that doesn't make sense. Correct. Now you're getting the game. None of it makes sense. Let me explain why. Here's an example of how someone chooses a list price in a flat or a down market. 
Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Realtor, I'm going to sell my house if you can get me $500,000. Now, why does the seller choose that number? Because that's why, just because they like the number. Round and even and yummy, and it makes them feel smart and confident. It's got nothing to do with the current market value. I can't tell you how many people have paid a million dollars. My buyers, because I'm in California and prices are crazy sometimes, people paid a million bucks for a home that we know is worth $9.75, but we know the seller won't sell unless they get exactly a million bucks. That same needs, that same seller insanity trickles down to all kinds of numbers. I've seen it at 400,000. 250 and I've seen it at $125,000, even though the house was worth 105 at most. That's just the number that makes the seller feel good. So how do you beat illogical thinking on a list price? Give it to them. Yeah, a good unicorn realtor could find ways to put that number on the contract, but eventually reduce the net to you. So your net with credits and discounts and all kinds of things, it's where the market value actually is. But sometimes you got to give them that number somewhere on paper. Even if it looks bad at the beginning, the net's going to be where you need to be at closing. Always assume that you are the most reasonable and logical person in the deal. Sometimes you could not be, but assume that you are and it won't hurt as much. And then be ready to bite the bullet or walk away if that seller ends up being cuckoo. That's why we started to believe if you're confident in your numbers for overall for a 10-year period, deciding on what you can do, what you can purchase, and why you want to purchase in this market. Now, stacking things against you even more, when the seller thinks their home is worth more than it's actually worth, the agent does what we call buying a listing. You see this a lot in downtrending markets. Now, the realtor says, sure, I can sell you a home for $325, knowing full well it won't sell for over $275, and the market's going down. So they lock the seller on the contract. The market keeps dropping. The home gets new offers. The realtor says they have to reduce the price, so the frustrated seller reduces to the price that it probably should have been listed in the very first place. Now, here's the extra bummer part for you. I know you're thinking, cool, that means I can swoop in and I can pick up that home at the right price because the seller's getting desperate. You know, the seller's doing what we call chasing the market. Well, be ready for this. When you see a reduction and a price hits down to that point because the agent bought the listing and now it's finally dropped down and the market's going and they're chasing it, that seller has lost all faith in the realtor, in the agent they're working with. So hell, you could come in and offer that exact new reduced list price at fair market value. Give them exactly what they're asking for, and they could still say no because they're pissed they had to reduce to that in the first place. So you could offer sticker price and not get the home. This can happen. Remember, some sellers might be mad, and they just decide not to sell. Another thing about list prices is some sellers put a home on the market, and they never had any real intention of selling. They're testing the market. And remember, some sellers... They were stubborn people and they just want a number and that's that. Here are some other big reasons why list prices don't matter. And I've gone through this with so many different buyers. Hopefully this will be something that you can put in your back pocket and remember. Here are reasons why list prices are bogus sometimes. iBuyers. Now, this is a new thing that's been happening for about 10 years where a lot of the big tech companies will get a listing up and they tell the person they're selling their home that they can bring them iBuyers. Well, as an iBuyer, you might look at a list price and think you got it, but you have no negotiating power. There are 
really no way you can get any credits or repairs or any of that stuff done. It's very, very difficult with an iBuyer. There's lots of hidden fees. This is a tool usually for investors or cash buyers, generally not grace for first-time buyers. Another one, short sales. Now, a lot of people see short sale list prices and they get all excited. I could do a whole podcast about short sales, but let me explain it like this. The list price on a short sale is a total fabrication. A short sale means that the person selling the home, the value of the home is less than their mortgage. So really, the bank should take the home back and sell it and just try to get eight pennies or 80 pennies on the dollar. But what happens is they go, you know what? Instead of doing a foreclosure, give it a run. Now, the seller then puts a list price, which nobody has approved, and the bank might not approve it. So they do a bait and switch into a low price. So if you see a short sale price and you don't understand anything I just said, just know short sale prices are not approved by the bank. And the bank is the ultimate person trying to sell that house because the owner is upside down. Probate sales. People think these are great deals. And most of the stories you've heard about great deals are for cash buyers or investors who understand the game, not someone out there trying to do it for their first time. A lot of probate deals need court approval. That means that they put the home up, they get all the offers, and then they go to the court and the court goes, no way, we looked at the market value. This is way lower than what it should be. So again, a list price sitting there that doesn't have the approval and the authority of the actual person trying to sell the house. Oh, another one, online auctions. This is one of my favorite. These are ridiculous. They put up a list price that's super low to entice all kinds of different buyers. I mean, sometimes $100,000 under what the home's really worth. Then the auction itself, it has reserves. And sometimes they won't even accept the list price that they advertise. They put that out there to get the bidding started. But if you came in with like all good offer, they wouldn't even take it. Also, all those online auction deals, when the list prices are wrong, you usually end up paying a 5% fee on top of it. Another reason list prices are confusing, a land lease. That means that you buy the property and you own the property, but you rent the land. And the rent for that land might be another $300, $500, or $1,500 a month. So with today's interest rates and $1,500 a month that you'd be paying to rent the land, you could actually buy $275,000 more in-house on a property where there was not a land lease and you actually owned the house and the land. So land leases you see a lot in mobile parks and manufactured home places, but a land lease list price can be very deceiving. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens in your specific area that I don't know about because I sell homes here in Southern California. But you know who does? (laughs) Yeah, you guessed it, a local unicorn realtor. We've been busy here at How to Buy a Home headquarters As of August 2021, we've got 176 unicorns in the United States and Canada helping listeners all over. So if you need some help, I hope this information was valuable to you today. But if you need a coach or a guide or an expert to help you build your super team, we've got hundreds of listeners out there that have closed on their first home. I've mentioned it before. Don't be ashamed to be ignorant about this. It ain't your thing. This is my thing, as sad and depressing as that is. So hire the best. About 25% of the realtors out there are unicorns, and they do care about you. So you can ask me for one anytime. Just go to howtobuyahome.com or davidsedoni.com or DM me on Instagram or go to the websites and find my email. Remember, instead of wondering what the magic number is to offer over list price, get a great team to work with you, and they can help you formulate your best 10-year plan once you believe. 
And keep in mind, you and your great unicorn realtor can put in an awesome offer and for whatever reason, the seller can still say no. And if there's multiple offers, they might choose somebody else. As, as long as they're not discriminating against anybody, they can do whatever they want. They could just decide maybe this isn't what they wanted. Maybe this is too much for them. And then they just pull the house off the market. So remembering that there's seller selling one thing once, what can help you is data and knowledge. And that's where a great unicorn realtor who knows the sales history of the neighborhood and experienced person who knows if the other realtor is a good person or a lazy person. That is something that can really help you and work out for you. So be ready and then you won't be shocked. Know your numbers and you're going to find some good things. It's called a bidding war. War is hell. So don't expect to be HGTV. It's called a war for a reason. Expect hell. And remember, after the war, if you study history, the winners of the war, they often have times of peace and prosperity. So don't hate all my words for dropping truth. Don't hate this player. I'm on your side. And now you know the game. I believe in the facts, the data, and the math. So call me cheesy. I don't care. I don't need anyone's approval. The data backs me up. I'm not here to front. I screwed up big time in my 20s, and I want to help you. I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars just renting like a moron. Now, what sucks worse is I'm 15 years into real estate, and I figured out that in 30 years since I was blowing this, no one stepped up to fill this void. So that's my mission. It's to be locked here in my new office, which is hot because I can't figure out the air conditioner because I am serious about helping you make the most of your rent money, turning into mortgage money here in the hottest week of the year, sweating in my sauna new office. I got a suite above ground pool at home that I built this weekend and I can't even swim in it because <laughs> I'm here trying to help you guys. I'm a cheese ball. It doesn't mean I can't shoot straight. No fairy tales, no false hope. This is hope. Now you know what happens with a listing price. And now you know how to negotiate it. And now you know the numbers need to work. And then you can work with crazy people and their crazy list prices. I love flubbing at the last words of the podcast. So I won't flub this. You can do this.